Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jenna. I'm Keegan. I'm Carter. And I'm Joey. And this is Teen Space. Space, the out of this world podcast with epic book reviews by teens, for teens, and with teens. I'm Keegan, and today we're going to be talking about The Rhythm Boys of Omaha Central by Steve Mraz. Um, I don't know. It was very <laughs> interesting to read. It was, Keegan. This is Sarah. And I also thought it was interesting. The prologue really introduced it well, telling us it was in Omaha and kind of who we were dealing with, which was cool. Although I do think that um, it kind of was very character-heavy at the beginning, and I kind of got overwhelmed. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. This is Carter. My character list for, like, the first couple chapters was, like, 20-plus people. So it was a little hard to keep track of. But once you knew everybody, it got better because you could keep track of everyone. Uh, this is Joey. And I'm, I thought this book was interesting, especially because um, we live in Omaha, so we can connect to it in a different way than people who live in a different city or state. Uh, yes, it was interesting because we, we live in Omaha and we know Central. I've been to Central and you know what it was like back then versus now. I thought it was interesting how in the first section they talked about, they introduced who Dillard was and talked about his backstory, which was good to get to know him before the story kind of started. Although, I, the story really didn't focus on Dillard as much as I thought mm-hmm. it was going to. Yeah, I thought yeah. they were talking about it more. True. Yeah. It talked a lot about his friends. True. It was like the main, the like actual rhythm boys, which I guess makes sense because uh, that's yeah. the title. Yeah. But he was just the star of the yeah. team. I don't know. I thought it would be more... There would be more plot. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like a a better flow, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel like it flowed as well as it could have. I agree. It was. uh, It's just awkward because the plot, like, jumped at places, especially in this first Mm -hmm. part, because we also had the, like, forward with Susie Buffett, and it kind of, I don't know, I felt like it jumped all over the place. Yeah, I would agree. Because when it did talk about, like, Dillard's backstory, it would just be in the story, and then it would suddenly be back to when he was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it was hard to, like, follow what was, like, a backstory and what was currently happening. happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, what would be important now, or, like, what I should be taking away from this part of the book yeah. to, like, yeah. help me understand the story later on. Mm-hmm. Um, one aspect I thought that was really cool was seeing the differences between now and, like, back then. Specifically, like, Central being really prestigious back then and, like, super high standards. And my mm-hmm. cousin goes there and he says fights break out every day now. So it's kind of oh, cool wow. to see how that changes. And also, like, George Wallace's presidential campaign saying segregation today, tomorrow, and forever. If somebody ran with that now, they would yeah. take so much. Nope. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah not, that was really not extreme. Well. Standards of what's acceptable has changed yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't even be acceptable today, but he had a lot of followers then, which was really interesting. Scary. So yeah. it shows yeah. the scary. progress America yeah. has made. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting in Chapter 4 when it started talking about like biracial couples, because that's mm. not something that we've really experienced in our own lives that mm-hmm. much. Yeah. With the people it's got, and it's like interesting when they talked about it, and it was... You know, you wouldn't want to not be able to love the person that yeah. you want yeah. to. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to hear about what that was like. And like Joey said, I think we've come a long way from that too. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like showing the progress that we've made as like a country as a whole. 
but yeah. Yeah. Also, along with like the biracial couples, I feel like back then it would like kind of stand out more, and people might judge a couple. But like now, I feel like it wouldn't even really cross our mind. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no one would care. Yeah, and no one. It's like that's good progress. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, so do you want to talk about the historical? Sure. So then at the end of this section, it talked about um, there was a boycott of an NYAC track meet to practice for the 1968 Summer Olympics boycott. And so I thought, like, with all these sporting event boycotts for racial equality and justice, that really reminded me of the Montgomery bus boycotts. And they had similar progress, I think, since we are where we are now because of what they did then. Yeah, and to kind of connect that to, like, now... Uh, a lot of NBA players nowadays feel like they're treated unfairly still, and though we've like made a lot of progress, things still need to be fixed. And like as we saw this summer, the NBA and the WNBA postponed their games because they felt like they were still being treated differently than people who aren't African American. Oh, go ahead. I think more so per- in our personal lives, especially because we all go to Scott. It's like Sarah was saying; it's harder to see those like biracial couples or even just people of color in general because coming like from a like private school nonetheless like west omaha yeah west omaha private like we don't see that much diversity and so i don't know i think that plays a huge factor in how i read the book and how i interpreted the book yeah i think like definitely someone who like grew up and, like, even a different part of the city would have a very different, like, reaction to the book than how someone like us would. Yeah. And me, personally, I live by Roncalli, which is northwest Omaha. And I see, like, in the community, there's a lot of African-American and a lot of minorities. But at the same time, Roncalli, who's in the middle of that and is a private school, still is very whitewashed in a way, which is really weird to see, even though there's so much other ethnicities around them. Mm-hmm. So, in the second checkpoint, I guess, chapters 5 through, what was it, 8, 5 through 8, I felt like it personally talked a lot more about each individual, like, story and, like, the communities as a whole, Um, especially, like, with BUSS, BUS, Black United Students of Seoul, and how, like, different communities within the Omaha area, like, found different ways to connect with each other and how like the black and Jewish students were kind of they had um, already like formed bonds because of recent prejudices in their communities so yeah I'd agree that this one really talks about um, the individual people's stories because I noticed in chapter 6 it like went into each kid's parents jobs and so that was like really in depth yeah, you got, like, a lot clearer understanding of, like, mm-hmm. each person's background and history. Yeah, like, how hard, like, the parents had to work, like, to, like, the ones that, like, owned the bakery that, like, supported the, all the kids on the basketball team. And so, in Chapter 5, this is when, like, the team gets, like, the Rhythm Boys, like, oh, name, the name, right? Oh, yeah. 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 That was a big event. Like, yeah. And at first I was like, wait, when is the Rhythm Boys, like, going to become a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That finally happened here, so. The name of the book. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I also liked how they sprinkled in, like, some basketball <coughs> into their, like, their games and stuff, because basketball is my favorite sport. 
and so like history isn't too interesting for me but having the little like spurts of basketball in there to be able to like keep you interested and keep you going through is a really nice thing to have i think basketball too here plays a bigger role than just like games mm-hmm. because i kind of think it i don't know this maybe this is their intention but i think it kind of symbolizes like the continuing not only fight but also just like recognition of like that these problems still exist in our world today and that it's not gonna end because central won a basketball game or something like that Mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting how they talked about how when they're on the court they're seen as like these stars and like Mm. amazing basketball players but off the court they're trashed on so much just for the color of their skin Mm -hmm. which i thought was just like so weird like just yeah odd experience to go through for them I agree. Yeah, because I also think this was a section where it talked about how, like, they went into the season, like, with prep ranked above them, yeah, I think, yeah, even yeah. though all of those kids have beat the prep kids, but it's like, well, prep had the all-white steady starting lineup, so mm-hmm. that well, was interesting. Well, and then this is also, the chapter five was when um, Marquis, like, deemed the starting five, like, it was the first all-African-American starting oh, five yeah. that yeah. Omaha, or, like, any... Well, yeah, there was a university called uh, UTEP, and they had started uh, all-black starting five that defeated Kentucky, I believe, in the national championship sometime during the 60s, but they kind of related it to that yeah. same time, mm-hmm. with the all-black starting five. Yeah. I don't know. It was also interesting to see, like, relating to it to a current event, um, like the presidential election of Wallace, I felt like this is where it really started to pick up. And this uh, Carter and I were able to vote this year, mm-hmm. um, so it was interesting to like finally kind of see like, oh now we have to kind of pay attention to politics and how would it have been back then for like students of color to who are able to vote like how would they perceive this election how would they like go about you know like choosing their obviously Wallace didn't align with their beliefs but how would they like defend their beliefs and stuff like that so it was interesting yeah. to kind of see how we're at that age now where we're able to choose and kind of make our own decisions. Yeah, have our voice heard. And I, I also think it's interesting how, like, we're all, like, high schoolers growing up in Omaha, but just, like, kind of, like, down the street, it can be so different for, like, mm-hmm. a different person yeah. in the same, like, yeah. community. Mm-hmm. Some people are forced to grow up so fast yeah. that we don't have to go through till college or even after college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah feel bad and like a lot of us have like our parents to like like if something happens in our life we can just go back to our parents kind of where not everyone can have that and kind of get stuck Mm. yeah Yeah, and this was the section i think where they started introducing like the different neighborhoods that kind of Mm -hmm. showed that difference like bagel versus the near north side where most of it took place was really interesting to see the difference yeah Yeah, i think in this like section of the book it really kind of started I mean, I think somewhere in chapter five, it like started saying the country was splitting between like black and white. It split between the races, like because of like Wallace and like the upcoming election. And I think, like, cause the basketball team, it had like mostly black people in it, but like it also had like people of all different colors. And they just like had to work together as a team because they needed to get along. <laughs> and relating to like historical, it kind of reminded me of the movie that we watched, Remember the Titans, how it was, you know, a football team and it was of two different races that don't really get along because, like, society just kind of puts them 
against each other, but like they have to look past race to work together as a team. Then I thought in the end of this section was when it kind of got darker because it introduced the lynching of Will Brown, which was really like awful to hear about, but we had kind of talked about it in class before, so it wasn't totally as new and shocking as mm -hmm. it would have been if we hadn't heard of it. But anyways, this was really awful to hear about that it just happened outside the Douglas County Courthouse. And I kind of connected this to my life because that's like just a normal place that you would have been. And for like mock trial, I've been down there a lot. And so it's like just imagining if we were around back then and we were down there, what would have happened if we were there at that time? It's really awful to think about. And this, the like third last part, like eight through the end of the book, or nine through the end of the book, I feel like it really picked up and that's where things kind of got heavy. I feel like this is where like the main like theme came mm -hmm, into play. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. and I thought it was easy to connect this one to history because there was a lot of like protests and boycotts that were mentioned and it kind of reminded me of like back in American history like colonial America where they would like protest against the British the Redcoats and there were a lot of fights that broke out because of that and they also had boycotts of their goods and so it just reminded me that like we've had different problems but we react to them the same way in order to make change and then kind of like a personal connection um like scott catholic basketball team was in the state tournament and me unfortunately lost and that same event happened in the story when they lost their basketball tournament but we kind of as a community stayed with high hopes and have um, the opportunity to possibly win state next year or one of the following years and yeah well, I think that kind of, too, shows how, like, we're more similar than we think. Because Central, I think, was seen as this untouchable force. And when they lost, it was kind of like, hey, it'll be okay. Like, losing isn't the end here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we, we're also, like, kind of towards the top of the Class B rank. Yeah. So, like, we often have, like, mm -hmm. an yeah. anticipation that we might, like, win and stuff. So, yeah, we're kind it's of kind of a letdown when we don't win. Yeah, we're, we're kind of a powerhouse. <laughs> we've won like 80 championships with over like 28 years so we kind of expect to win and so when we lose it's kind of like it's heartbreaking so we kind of understand what they went through losing after they had such high hopes of mm -hmm. like winning the state tournament and, they and especially after like so much was riding on it because I think this game symbolized more than just basketball but I think that in losing the game they realized it was like it wasn't so much losing the game, it was more like winning in other aspects that are more important of their life. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Joey, do you want to talk about your current event? Um, yes, so our current event, um, be related to like the shooting of Howard Stevenson and how it reminds us of the killing of George Floyd this summer. And since this, uh, someone was wrongfully killed by a cop because of their race, we can kind of connect it and learn from that and try to make better for the future. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, this section really had a lot of violence and action. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's kind of like the climax of this story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. like, obviously this is like really deep topics and anyone who like lived in the town, like it didn't just affect one like side of the town, one race of the town. It affects everyone in the town no matter what because there are riots everywhere. 
And like especially with like the people on the Rhythm Boys, I think the Rhythm Boys became more than just, you know, a basketball. Like they used it. So I guess like, you know, it doesn't all you know, have fun, you know, like during dark times. Look yeah. forward to new stuff. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that because like they went through dark times like when they didn't want Dillard to play because of what happened but mm -hmm. they rallied behind him and made sure that he got to play or like when there were riots at the basketball games and so they moved the venue which is yeah. like what they said might have been why they lost mm -hmm. like they dealt with a lot of right. crap yeah even yeah. when like Dillard was or like had suspected possession of multiple multiple cocktail like he was suspected and arrested Marquis when he defended him and was like pushing for him to play like no he's mm -hmm. he's innocent like yeah. it made national news but they still all stuck behind him yeah like didn't like the principal want to like kick him off the team or something mm -hmm. like because the principal right. was not a good yes. guy no <laughs> I'm surprised that an institution that's as prestigious as that would able like willing to have somebody so hateful as like the head yeah. of their institution mm. yeah yeah, yeah like, this book had a lot of parts where there was somebody in a position of leadership that was really hateful that was yeah. kind of surprising like him and wallace it was like mm -hmm. really surprising mm -hmm. yeah and i think it kind of shows like the progress we've made like if our principal at scott was so hateful yeah. towards students of color like that they'd they be like immediately yeah. taken out of position yeah, yeah. would have been not there yeah so like coming to a conclusion um I think we all rated this book kind of similarly, but also different. I personally gave this book uh, two and a half out of five planets because, first, I don't know, I felt like the very beginning and kind of the middle of the book were choppy and I didn't really pick up on the story until the very end. I just felt like it could have been organized a little bit better. Um, I would give it a two out of five planets, kind of for the same reasons. I don't think it flowed as well as it could have. But I did give it a higher rating because I liked the basketball aspect of it and what that brought to the table. Um, for me, I would rate it um, like a 3 out of 5 planets because um, I'm not really a strong reader, but I found it kind of difficult to keep up with and like, like figure out like what was happening in each chapter. So I think it might have it might like be better if we like reviewed each chapter quickly like in class just to get like a general recap of it and to make sure like what we read we understood correctly but I did like how the third half like or the last section like really picked up and showed more action yeah I'd give it like a three and a half out of five planets because I feel like it was a good story and it was a really important story to be told especially as people who live in Omaha but like people said it was kind of choppy and hard to follow so if it was written a little better it could have been better there was room to improve yeah I would agree. I would give it a three out of five planets. I'd probably rate it more higher because it is like a real event. There's like a lot of books that deal with like similar things like The Hate You Give and like books like similar to that, but like they're fiction. But this is like nonfiction and it happened in our town and it's it's real and I think that's why I would rate it higher. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time. Get ready to blast off. <laughs>